Social Media's Most Imperfect Perfect Podcast, Social Media's Best Kept Secret. I am Boy Infamous. And I'm Freaky V. And together we make these What's going on, man? Uh, we here for another episode, man. We weren't here last week, man. Uh, I think we started to become inconsistent with this shit, man. You know, people, you know, people be actually looking forward to this podcast, man. So, uh, just to let you guys know, uh, Hollywood ain't here this week. He's he here in Orlando on a family vacation. So, uh, we wish him and uh, hope for him to have safe travels in this weather that's going on, man. Um, yeah, that's about it, man. Um, let me get these pre-rolls out of the way. Hey, man, y'all make sure y'all follow us on all our social media platforms. Make sure you follow us at D's Nuts underscore. Also, you can follow us at Facebook. That's uh, D's Nuts official on Facebook. Freaky V, how they get in contact with you? Freaky V on Facebook and Freaky One V on Instagram. Also, uh, um, if you follow us on Apple Podcasts, man, um, make sure that you hit the rate button, man. Rate the podcast, man. Let let them know that you like what we doing, man. So for you guys that listen to it on Apple Podcasts, they got a rate button. You go ahead and rate it. Go ahead and give us them five stars. And you can all go ahead and drop a, a comment below, man, and let us know what you think, man. You know, if you think we good, bad, or anything different, we don't give a shit. You know what I mean? As long as you listening. So let's go ahead and start the podcast. Freaky V yawning and shit. What's going on, man? It's bad weather down here in the Sunshine State right now, man. It's sleep time. I know, man. I had to peel myself out the bed and make myself get up and go work out today, man. It's one of them days. You know, and let people know me and Freaky V hung out last weekend. That's part of the reason why one of the podcasts didn't get done. She went and told my pockets down at the Hibachi restaurant. You know what I mean? <laughs> This motherfucker ordered shit. I'm looking side eye like I know we friends, but the shit you ordered come with pussy at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that shit come with some pussy at the end. I'm like, God damn. She like, yeah, let me get the filet mignon with the. Yeah, I'm like, God damn. Usually, usually, boy, you know, you, you, after that, right? <laughs> you know what date me, right? Dick at the end. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> But yeah, man, me and Freaky V hung out last weekend, and it was raining like a motherfucker that weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? We had, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I went to my, uh, you know, my gay cousin's wedding, you know, which was some fly shit. It, it was like the BET Awards. Bro? Huh? Why you just can't say you went to a wedding? No, nah, man. Gay cousin wedding. You don't never say I'm going to a straight motherfucking wedding. You don't ever say that shit, right? Hey, man, it just sounds better to me to say my gay cousin's wedding, man. It was the shit. Okay. I, thought I, was, I thought I was at the BET Awards there for a minute. Why you say that? Because I seen Gunplay. I seen Manny Fresh. <laughs> I seen a motherfucker uh, <laughs> 2 chain. <laughs> I'm like, God, that's the BT Awards, right? This motherfucker boy. Jesus. <laughs> 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 nigga, nigga, it was a, a lot of plastic penises walking around that motherfucker boy. Oh, my God. And everybody that wasn't gay was related. So, you know, that was any ladies. It wasn't no ladies. All the women that was there were straight that were, you know, somewhere in the bloodline of the infamous... Uh, Family tree, so no. But you know, after you know, third cousin, it don't count. So, nah, fuck that. You supposed Mm-mm. to find out who their mom is. Damn it, nah. we all made it some kind of way. So, nah. You know, but you know that's what I did when I was down there. You know, hung out with freaky. I'm hung out with Hollywood, man. Man, Hollywood watched uh, 
our Miami Dolphins destroy the L.A. Rams, you know, and the 49ers got their ass kicked again. Whatever. You know what I mean? We're not going to call them the 49ers. We're going to, in the words of the great Skip Bayless, we're going to call them the 29ers because, goddamn, half of the team was sitting on the goddamn <laughs> sideline. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> we have a uh, injured reserve, but we got COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's a fucked up combination to have. But mm-hmm. oh, it's okay. I mean, everybody knows that we are a spectacular team, but every dog has his day. And right now it's our time. So yeah, because I don't see none of the memes coming across my timeline no more about the sorry ass dolphins and all I that shit. You gotta got to be quiet. I got them shit saved too. Now well, you might yeah. you might have saved them shit the next year. Cause I'm gonna find me some 49 memes. Whatever. They gonna, they, gonna fl- they gonna start flying. Yeah. I should have bought my dolphin hat on the podcast. You know, but in memory of uh, you know, no, I ain't gonna say in memory, but it in uh in celebration of Hollywood, man, I got my do-rag on today, so, you know, you know, to keep my homeboy up in prayers, you know, as he travel on those treacherous roads coming from Mickey House back to his house. Listen, this damn, uh, this damn weather out here ain't no joke. Mm-hmm. This wind ain't playing. It's it's hard being out, out there on the road, you know. Well, shit, I ain't got to tell you, you know. Yeah, I driving that shit every goddamn day. Yeah. Well, hey man, let's get on and start the part. Let's let's talk about what's really going on. You know, I don't really like talking about this shit, but it's a hot topic right now. You know, we're gonna talk about our new president, Mr. Joe Biden. Yes. Uh, you know, shout out to everybody that went and voted, man. Everybody that made they they vote count, man. Uh, I appreciate y'all. You know, I voted as well. You know, I, before I went home uh, last weekend, I went by the voters' uh, place and pla- placed my ballot for uh, Mr. Trump, but uh. Seemed that it didn't go through for me, brother. You're so damn stupid. <laughs> With that bullshit. <laughs> God damn it, we didn't make it. Right. Let's make America great again. <laughs> okay, I'm hurt people out there. Yeah. I, yeah. Not, not only Joe Biden, we can't we can't go by without, you know, giving big ups to uh, Kamala Harris too, which is not the first woman VP, but the first woman of color, as the media likes to put it. You know, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, big ups to her. Like we we came through. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so showed up and showed out. All the Trump supporters and all that other shit. You know, fuck them. <laughs> we just showed up and showed out. You know, yes, sir. So. Man, shout out to Mr. Biden, man. Shout out to Miss Harris, man. I y'all got a y'all got y'all got a lot of work to do. That's all I got to say, man. Y'all y'all got a lot of work to do. So, you know, we did our parts. And um also with that, I want to give a shout out to Fulton County. Uh, uh GA. Uh, my bartender just bought me a drink. Uh sorry for the interruption, but both of these got Hennessy in it. What the yeah. fuck? Strawberry Hennessy. Strawberry Hennessy. Damn, that's in celebrations? That's the celebration and shit is raining and I'm trying to go back to sleep. As soon as the podcast over with. As soon as. I feel you. So, you know, like I was saying, man, I want to give a big shout out to Fulton County. You know, for y'all that don't know, that's where the niggas at in Atlanta. I mean, I mean, in Georgia. So, you know, big shout out to them, man, for turning Georgia into a blue state. Uh, 
big, you know, big ups to y'all, man, that helped, uh, you know, secure this victory for Joe Biden. So for all y'all people of uh, minority descent, black, uh, um, uh, Latino, white, white men, white women, who all went out and voted for, whoever you may have voted for. I hope, you know, we can move past this hate that we got going on in this country, man. I ain't saying that it's going to be unified, but just respect the next person that's next to you, man, you know, for whatever their beliefs may be. And that's something that I learned during this uh, process dealing with Trump and Biden or whatever, man. Like, you know, um, for me, <clears throat> I don't judge people because of your beliefs, because you didn't grow up the same way I grew up. You know what I mean? Like some of these people that, you know, that support Trump, they grew up that way. So they don't know no better. You know, you keep even tied in with like, you know, the George Floyd situation where you know that's been going on in our communities but for right. white people to see that you know this was really going on because if you really think about it ice cube and nwa and all them they were talking about this back in the 80s about police right. brutality or whatever so for me you know i'm very you know open-minded about certain situations well I'm a, i try to be open-minded about a lot of things in life look at things from different perspectives that don't mean i got to hate you just because i don't respect why well, you sound respect I don't view the world the way that you view it. And I think that's where a lot of the hate came from, because this election has divided a lot of families, you know, cousins and uncles and aunties ain't talking with each other no more because of their political views, man. And, and I just think that's some wild shit. So hopefully we pass this. You know, we all can move forward. I listened to Kamala last night uh, on uh, what the, oh, yeah, Kamala, Miss Harris. Vice President Harris, VP right. Harris. That's right. how I'm going to refer to it. As. VP Harris heard her last night. You know, she gave a lot of shout outs to black women, um, uh, Latino women and women in general. So, you know, and it was it felt good to hear class coming from the president. You know, what I mean, nothing that was wild and crazy. You know, Biden seems to want to unify the country back together, which I don't know how that's going to go, but. We're going to see, man. We're in for a, a hell of a next four years. So, you know, like I said, shout out to them. And that's all I got to say about that. What you got to say about the free TV? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I watched them last night. And uh, it's like uh, <laughs> we take so many things for granted. Like I, I can appreciate finally complete sentences mm. uh, <laughs> that actually make sense. I, I could appreciate... Um, you know, having a plan set forth and no longer just attacking uh, people, you know, that that, mm-hmm. that didn't get us anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also appreciated some, some PDA on stage for, you know, um, Vice President Harris and her husband, Doug, and um, the Bidens, you know, they were holding hands, they were kissing, they were hugging, they were embracing. Like, we didn't even see any of that. Uh, you know, it took me back to when, you know, the inauguration um, of the Obamas and how they danced and they looked at his eyes and things of that nature. We didn't get that shit from number 45 and his ignorant-ass posse, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was just seemed like just strictly business. And, you know, uh, we want somebody that seems like they're in charge of, of their home and their family and able to lead 
you know, and that's what we're getting from that. And I really think that's what, you know, uh, well, America has spoken. Mm -hmm. uh, over 74 million people came out to vote for, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the election this year. That was the most votes that they had received in mm -hmm. the history of the United States. Mm -hmm. That's big. You, yes, know, uh, you know, some of the, the states that... Um, that Joe Biden was able to flip like Georgia. I I can't even, I was really almost in tears, you know, about that because I, I we expect for the South to be, you know, red. Mm -hmm. uh, Alabama, Mississippi, you know, Texas, Georgia, the Carolinas, mm -hmm. Tennessee, all of that shit. I expected all of that, you know, so for there to be, um, for Atlanta to be flipped like that. Uh, that's big, bro. Like, real, I think people downplay that shit. Um, mm -hmm. and you'll, you'll have your little hick towns, you know, Carrollton, Villarica, mm -hmm. Foresight, all that type of shit that, you know, black people know not to fuck mm -hmm. around in or whatever. You know, of course, they voted for, for number 45 in his foolery, but uh, for mm -hmm. the most part, you know, Atlanta came through. You know, Vegas, mm -hmm. Havana, you know, those places where it's a heavily populated black area mm -hmm. uh, came through this time. And I'm so glad that we were able to see that our vote counted. You know, so many mm -hmm. times we hear black people say, oh, I ain't voting because my vote don't count. They do what the hell mm -hmm. they want. But we were able mm -hmm. to see and make a difference this time. So big up mm -hmm. to y'all. Mm -hmm. Also in the big ups category, I want to give a big ups to uh, Stacey Abrams. Um. She was a huge help mm -hmm. in the uh, voter registration in the state of Georgia. I think she tallied over 800,000 people, new registered voters, which wow. probably helped swing the state to mm -hmm. turn blue. So, mm -hmm. you know, shout out to her. Also, shout out to uh, Keisha Bottoms. You know, mm -hmm. I think she's the what the mayor in Atlanta mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, that, that name fits her to the to, to Bottoms, Atlanta. Exactly. But, you know, shout out to them, man. Again, you know, like I said, man, I just want to give a shout out to, you know, Georgia as a state for coming through, actually helping to swing this thing away. It needed to be swung, you know, um, and I'm here. Yeah. But I can say this. I'm looking forward to this next month and a half. Oh, goddamn, 45 finna get it in. He finna be the pettiest of petty. Oh, this shit finna be entertaining. This shit finna be. Because, I'm listen, I was telling one of my homegirls this, too. Trump runs off power. His thing is power. Mm -hmm. Now that he longer has power and people have to, people don't need him anymore. He finna see who his real friends are now, bro. And this shit finna be entertaining. It's gonna be some funny shit going on, bro. Oh my god, mm -hmm. this is finna be entertaining. So I'm finna sit back, get me a big, a big bowl of popcorn, Carmel. <laughs> right, because he finna act a goddamn donkey. He finna act a donkey, boy. I'm, but I, none of that is going to surprise me. Oh, no, I'm no, no. I ain't saying it's going to surprise. Yeah, I'll be watching strictly for entertainment purposes. Strictly. Because y'all ain't getting shit. All that talking <laughs> about, thinking about you going to get a, uh, the second stimulus pack, that shit is not coming. Well, that we shit already, is gone. He already said that was the purpose of him holding that shit. <laughs> until, you know, he felt that we were in his corner. It was like, nigga, fuck you. It, it, ain't, it shouldn't have nothing to do with that. 
Yeah. You know, like it, it's some Americans. I mean, you and I haven't been affected at all. Shit, yes, know? I have. Huh? Shit, nigga, money ain't what it used to be. Nigga, you still working though. Like, I'll. Yeah. I'll, I'll no, I'll, okay, I'll see, but. Like that. I mean, there's no. some people that's not working behind no. on behind on rent. You know, shit but, like that. But what I'm saying is, some people working, but if you're not making what you usually make, it's damn near the same thing. Like when hours get cut drastically, mm-hmm. and you know you're not making forty hours, you're making twenty nine hours, twenty eight hours because whatever the company can't afford to pay you full time, you know that's a little different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, again, but it's way different by not having any income. income. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some people that doesn't have, don't have income at all. They have mm-hmm. to stand in a food, you know, bank line or whatever. Mm-hmm. And shit like that, they don't know how they're going to feed their family, you know, and shit like mm-hmm. that. And um, you know, uh, that's where the stimulus really is supposed to be coming into play. The fact that it benefits everybody else, hey, I'm not turning that down. But you know, he was doing it for the wrong reasons. You know, mm-hmm. I guess he thought that little twelve hundred dollars was gonna buy his goddamn vote, and it wasn't, bro. You got to come with mm-hmm. way more than that, like. Pay my goddamn student loans off, and then child consider. <laughs> mm. You know, send me some monthly uh 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 what it is respirations. Let me get my shit. You know, then maybe nigga, I look out for you. But other than that, the little twelve hundred dollars, nigga, no, not mm-hmm. like that. Okay, I feel you, man. I mean, but again, I don't want to make this podcast. About that, you know, I, I just want to dedicate a little piece of it to it, you know. So, you know, we're going to move yes. on from, you know, political conversations. You know, yes. just sit back and y'all uh, enjoy the ride because it's going to be very humorous. Trust me. All right. Well, on to our first topic. Um, This girl something me this. She say black men deserve love that doesn't require spending money first. I want to know, do you agree with that from a female's perspective? Black men don't deserve. Hold on, let me make sure I read this right. Let me make sure. Hold on, let me go back because I want to make sure I said it right. She says black men deserve love that doesn't require spending money first. How do you feel about that? I guess. Nah, come on with it, man. What you mean? You guess? Take me down your road, tip. Take me down your thought process. I mean, okay. So to be fair, I agree that everybody deserves love. Mm-hmm. Without it being any type of monetary uh, gain, mm-hmm. um, and if it is, it should be reciprocated. So I think mm-hmm. the, you know, the statement is coming because we expect men to just break us off just because we got pussy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, you know, but are we doing the same? You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, mm-hmm. you want a guy to take you out and. You know, go to Ruth Chris and Smith and Belinsky and all that other type of shit. You know, mm-hmm. but do you, um, you know, can you do that for him too? Mm-hmm. You know, can, when that nigga come home, can you just say, hey, babe, get dressed, let me take you somewhere? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so um, it seems to be one sided. We're always looking for, for men to, you know, uh, be the provider. Um, but I do mm-hmm. believe that they they deserve love um, without paying for it. Mm-hmm. Basically. Mm-hmm. 
Not for me though. Got you could buy my love, but for the average nigga, so, yeah, I understand. I agree with the statement. Mm. Um, I I agree with the statement totally, man. I just for me, I think we've all been put in these categories, especially mm-hmm. as men. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't have this, then you can't get this. Or in order to talk to me, you have to have this in order to gather my attention, especially like from women. Like, you know, women are above us. Like we look at y'all on the uh, upper tier of, you know, just humanity. Like women care more than men. And, you know, and with all that being said, what you guys attractive is what a man's going to do to, you know, get your attention and you know it, it, this kind of twists off into another another segment i want to talk about i kind of want to talk about black men and their emotions right remind me to talk about that a little bit later because i was in a barber shop and um you know i go to a barber shop that has uh two black men as a barber and they have two uh um latinos and the latinos you know, every time they see each other, they give each other hugs, they give each other kisses on the cheek, and they tell each other that they love them. You know what I mean? And, you know, it kind of sparked the com- Yeah, it sparked the conversation in the barbershop, you know, and I'll bring it up a little bit later. Remind mm-hmm. me to talk about it. But, um, with this topic, I just think that, you know, um, men feel like and if we don't bring money to the table, then we are devalued as men. You know what I mean? And, you know, wherever this this shift in the thought processes of women came from, it has trickled down into the mindsets of men all over the world. You know, because men, are, being honest with you, most men are very simple. You know, what I mean, um, we want flashy things because we know what flashy thing attracts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we feel like because I remember a statement was said that if a man didn't have money, would a woman still talk to him? Well, I don't like hell. No, nah, I want to fuck with a man who ain't got no money, which I understand both sides of that argument. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I wish more men felt that way about women on the aspect of if she ain't got nothing, what the fuck? Have, why, why would you work your whole life to build your company up and get to a certain status in life right. to go save a bitch who ain't never doing herself? No way. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just think it's a mindset that men have that if we don't bring some type financial security, uh, stability um, or or anything that we don't have a chance with a woman. You know, what I mean, but again, like I said, I'm not knocking women for having that because that's a mindset that you should have. But at the end of the day, I think that's why a lot of women get into relationships with niggas that ain't shit because you're looking at what financially he could do for you but emotionally and physically he not there you know and Mm -hmm. i know a lot of niggas right now to this day you know that feel like if i pay the bills if i do this if i do that you shouldn't have to complain about shit correct but to tie all this back into you know or not um men shouldn't have to be like be like that it should be a 50 50 type thing and 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 i do feel like if you date and you make that person your friend first, you can negate all this other shit that go on in relationships. I think a lot of motherfuckers, the people that I know that have long, healthy relationships, 
their significant others are their best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, they get to know each other on a whole nother level to when right. they do become intimate with each other. That's just the the uh the cherry on top. So mm-hmm. for me, I just feel like, man, you know, um men are working with I and, and I also think that's why a lot of men take a lot of penitent a lot of penitentiary chances to try to get money and do wild shit like that to impress a woman when at the end of the day, as soon as you go to jail, she's gonna move on to the next motherfucker anyway. Correct. You know, so for me, um I agree with the statement, man. I, I don't know how you even it out or how you even uh-huh. out the playing field, but women uh-huh. dictate a lot of shit that go on in relationships, bro. And but I think that's vice versa too, though. Like if you really okay. look at it, like um, you know, and I don't I don't want to take away from what men should be getting. I, mm-hmm. I think men deserve love without you know having to pay for it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but at the same time, before I, I make my statement that um. A lot of men lead with money because that's all they know how to do. They don't mm-hmm. have a personality. They don't have uh, mm-hmm. that talk game. They don't know how to appeal to a woman otherwise, other than here take this bread. I you agree. know, so as long as your bread come in, then the head comes, so to say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, hey, whatever. You know, but you know, um, it's reciprocated too. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of women, you, you see the women having surgeries. Everybody want to be at 36, 24, 48 now, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Um, you know, because men have made it known. I like ass and titties. And big booty you know, bitches. Ass, right. Ass, titties, and, and, and no stomach. So you, you see the bitches trying to, you know, do whatever they can. They have tummy tucks in, and they're wearing girdles in, mm-hmm. and, and spanks and Mm-hmm. You know, uh, waist trainers and all that type of shit and getting booty injections and uh, breast augmentations and all of that. That mm-hmm. ain't for us. <laughs> that's that's to be appealing to y'all because mm-hmm. we know that that's what the fuck y'all like. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like, you know, sometimes, you know, if if we really would be honest, the majority of the time and there's always exceptions to the rule, the majority of the time, everything that we do in the morning if you if you could go play by play, everything that you do in the morning mm-hmm. is for somebody else. So you you wake okay, up. Okay, give me an example. Okay, so you wake up and you brush your teeth, so mm-hmm. your breath don't be stank when you talk to a nigga. Mm-hmm. You 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 brush your teeth and keep your your teeth white, so when you smile at a nigga, he say, "Damn, you got a pretty smile." You mm-hmm. keep your hair and your nails done and a nice pedicure, so a nigga who is a feet a foot nigga love to play with your foot. You know what I'm saying? And all that type of shit. You know, when mm-hmm. you put your hands around a nigga dick, you want to be like, damn, her nails was nice as fuck while mm-hmm. she's sucking my dick. Or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Um, uh, or we do our makeup and shit. Damn, your makeup look nice or whatever. You know, I love that lipstick color that you got. We don't get that validation from other women. Like, it's okay if another bitch come and say that you look nice, but we really seeking that validation from another nigga. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it's like we go to work every day, uh, you know, so we don't have to depend on a nigga, a nigga to know like, OK, well, she hard working. She don't really need my money, but I'm going to throw her the bread anyway. Like, it's so many things that you do throughout the course of the day that appeals to a nigga. I mean, but, you know but, that go, so, but like you said, that, that go both ways because, you know, niggas get, a hat, 
you know, nigga get a haircut, he getting a haircut because shit, he know that that fresh lineup gonna catch a motherfucker eye. You know exactly. what I'm saying? A nigga know when he go get the Louis Vuitton red bottoms. You know what I mean? A nigga, females know what that shit means. So, you know, how do we find our significant other if everything is so artificial and so uh, material based? Like, how do you find somebody who really gonna like you for you if both sides, women and men, are coming into a relationship either A, Woman thinking that you got money and fucking with you, or B, you making a woman feel like you got money, but you really don't, and then mm-hmm. she find out you don't, then you fucked up. So how do you evenly balance that shit out? Because I was listening to uh, Charlemagne on their podcast, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, and uh, he was saying that you know he was fucking with a chick who um, was fucking with a nigga who was in the, I think he said the NBA or NFL, or had a lot more status than Charlemagne, right? But she mm-hmm. was saying that he was saying that she would call and ask him for money because she was scared to ask the nigga that had money for money because she didn't want to come off like that to that nigga. You, you, you got to get what I'm saying. So for me, like and I agree with Charlamagne, He's like, what the fuck? Like this nigga got more money and more status than I got. But you afraid to ask the nigga with the money. For money because of how he may view you. I just don't view you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that's wild to me. You know what I mean? And and that's how it is when it comes niggas with money get away. Okay, I always say this shit about pretty girl privilege, right? Pretty girls get away with a lot more shit than you know the average chick get away with just because of their looks. This, it's the same for big dick niggas. I've been saying no, no, that. No, 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 I don't even know what jeans popping right now, but a nigga in there with some nice jeans on, bro, you don't know he got a big dick. Yeah, you, you don't know he got a big dick. You just, you know, you see that nigga got all these sparklers coming to his goddamn table. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And champagne and shit like that. So, for instance, dog, it's some niggas that shall remain nameless that a lot of y'all women wouldn't even must talk to if the niggas ain't had no paper. But because the niggas got paper. That make them look hella attractive to you motherfuckers. So okay. it's the double-edged sword. Just like you were saying about the, the, the women who go get they 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 the uh the, the tummy tea and the, the booty implants, you know what that shit attracts. Same thing mm-hmm. for nigga. Nigga know what attracts women. You know what I'm saying? Right. Nigga pull up to, well, can't go to the club now. But when you was going to the club, you know, niggas pulling up in the Ferraris, nigga on the big Cuban lanes, got the VIP section roped off. You ain't doing that shit for other niggas. You right. doing that shit so every bitch, you do that right. for every woman in there to see you. So right. for me, man, you know, tying that shit back, niggas with money get away with a lot of shit, bro. Like, I be listening to some of these celebrities, bro, and they get shit, just give it to them just because who they are. You know, clothes, free mm-hmm. entries, free meals, shit like that, mm-hmm. just because they are who they are. And right. women are the same thing. Like, women throw themselves at some of these niggas, man, just because. They know that that's a bag. This nigga may not even much be attracted to him. May not even be attracted to this nigga. But I think the worst thing that ever happened to uh, men was Google. 
You can Google anybody you want, bro, and find out what their net worth is. I remember they had this show on BET. Wow, it, it, it was a while ago, bro. And uh, I think it was from Baller Alerts or some shit like that. Well, basically, these girls will actually go on the internet and find out where these celebrities at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What club they at or where they may be at. Find out everything about them, dog. And air quotes, accidentally run into these niggas. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a game out here, bro. Like, it's a whole game out here. I don't, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I don't know if niggas do that. I, I know it's some bitch ass niggas out here, but I don't know if niggas do it to the extent that you know women do it. Like we, like you said, bro, we will purposely go to a party mm-hmm. that we know where the celebrities at. We mm-hmm. go on to buy a dress. Mm-hmm. We gonna take off work. We gonna get all dolled up. And shit like that. And then we're gonna play like, hey, I didn't know that you was here. Oh, remember that, remember that uh that movie with um damn that movie with Queen Latifah and uh Common. Yeah, well she was the uh trainer. She was guy. the caretaker, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So remember how the girl that which was Queen Latifah cousin, the the, the little skinny bread chick. Mm-hmm. It was it was her goal. She knew that Common was gonna be at this damn party, and she set this up. You mm-hmm. understand? So it was like she went in and was like, "Hey, I'm sorry, but we need to go because I just got a call from da 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 or whatever." Okay, so mm-hmm. she knew exactly what she was saying was gonna catch that nigga eye, and mm-hmm. of course, her goal was like, "Whatever, nigga, I don't fuck with mm-hmm. you know uh, pro ball players or whatever," because y'all all the same. All mm-hmm. along, knowing that that nigga was going to be like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, hold up. A bitch know I got bread, but she ain't mm-hmm. going to fuck with me or whatever. So mm-hmm. now I'm going to go chase that bitch. That was the goal the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what a lot of people missed about that movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it was a setup from the beginning. She didn't give yeah, a yeah. fuck about how that nigga day was or whatever. She just mm-hmm. wanted the bread and the mm-hmm. lifestyle, you know, so... so and, you know, and to tie this shit into what you said previous, like, a lot of these niggas, man, be honest with you, they never had to develop social skills, communication skills. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. The most <laughs> the most deadly man walking on this earth is a nigga that got money, but that has a personality that don't have to use his money to get a bitch. Let me tell you something. Now, I, I think the person that used that shit the most... Are comedians. Right now, it's Kevin Hart. Yeah, comedians. To me, if Kevin Hart ain't had no motherfucking money, he'd be an ugly, short, black motherfucker that I would not be attracted to. I doubt that. Now, okay, now, that may be your personal I'm, opinion. I'm saying okay. not attracted to. Okay, and that may be your personal opinion, but Kevin Hart is so charismatic, bro. He has a... It's just some, He got that it factor. That thing that everybody's talking about, it. He has that. Now, it's only a handful of... Um, if he didn't open his mouth, he wouldn't have that. You understand? You, you got he got to catch you off guard. You understand? Like I'm just saying, if you're walking through the supermarket and you see that nigga, you're walking through Walmart, that nigga wouldn't catch my eye. I feel he you. would have to come over and say some funny shit, and then I'm gonna be like, okay, like because mm-hmm. I can appreciate a nigga with a personality. You I, know what I I'm saying? You. And then on top of that, you add money. Oh well, shit. You know, you got the best of both worlds, so to say. But uh, 
this new generation, why well, you gonna say new generation? This this generation, okay, from the time they was in peewee football, basketball, whatever it is that their chosen sport may be, um, they've always get gotten things because of their athletic abilities. You know okay. what I mean? Peewee, you know, um, your mama rent was getting paid because you was on you was the best player on the peewee football team. They wanted you to be on their team, so they drove. Uh-huh. Now this is a Miami thing. You drive uh-huh. seven miles to go pick this one shorty up because this shorty gives you the advantage to beat everybody else in your in, 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 in your peewee football league. Right. But the mama mm-hmm. like, I can't get him there and whatever. He can't come to practice this week because the lights finna be up. Guess what? Niggas with mm-hmm. money gonna go pay that shit for that shorty. So that, it starts out that way. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. when we get to high school, you know, he want to go to the best high school in the county. Right. That shit may be <laughs> on the other side of town. So guess what? They finna go register this, this nigga with some people that live in that county that's gonna let him come stay, or at least let him act like he stays there. Right, correct. You know what I mean? You get to high school, you the man on the basketball. You don't have to talk to none of the women because guess what? All the high school women coming at you. You know what I'm saying? That translates into college. Mm-hmm. Get to college, you become the best fucking player in college or the best player on that team. You don't have to go talk to women. You don't have to have social skills because every bitch at that school trying to holler at you because they know that you have the potential to go to the league. Everybody got Google. Everybody got ESPN. Everybody got Fox Network. Everybody can look and see that Blase Blase is a first round draft pick. Now, Mm -hmm. not just the bitches that's in college got fighting for your attention. Now you got the old bitches (laughs) that's doing the same goddamn thing. Right. You know what I mean? So when you do get drafted in whatever sport that you may excel at, now everybody know who the fuck you are. So through this whole process, you've mm-hmm. always gotten the shit that you wanted. Shit's always went the way that you wanted. You never had to worry about learning how to talk to a woman. You never had to learn how to be who you are. Charismatic or not. I don't think right. that it's a real lot of probably a handful of niggas I feel like if they didn't have money they'll probably be able to talk to a woman. First person that ring off the top of my head is T.I. He's the first person that I've, when, if I said that you took the money from that nigga dog, he's still, he would still be able to do the shit that he doing. Second mm-hmm. person is it's Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart has that type of personality. I think any comedian worth his salt should be mm-hmm. able to finesse women out of vagina because you get paid to make women laugh. And women Correct. like niggas with, with sense of humor. Now, like well, you yes. said, you add that on top of money. Oh, man, you right. got a hell of a nigga. Got a winner. Right. You got mm-hmm. a winner, winner, chicken dinner. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So for me, I just think a lot of these niggas, they don't have the social skills. And then you'll wonder why some of these niggas millionaires, they girl fucking with the nigga who don't got as much as they got, as much as they man got. You be like, damn, so... I'm a millionaire nigga, but you fucking with a nigga who, who changed motherfucking ties at Jiffy Lube. But guess what? That nigga is charismatic than a motherfucker. That right. nigga have a laugh in the whole. Once you get into a woman's head, bro, that's a wrap. It's a wrap. Everything else fall apart. But see, some niggas don't know that. Some niggas feel like in order to get in a woman's head, you got to get bread. But I ask these niggas that question. I ask these niggas this question. When you get with a woman who got money, what's your step then? Cause you can't right. find you you can't finesse her with money. No. Nope. So what you finna do now? You know, you know what I'm saying. Show me, 
look, introduce me to one of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, again, man, I just, for me, man, it, you know, I was, I was it's just a dirty game out here. I was just sharing that shit with uh, possibly one of my future entanglements or whatever. Is, is this nigga called you auntie? No, fuck you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was like, um, he realized, number one, that I come from money. Mm-hmm. So he knew my dad. Okay, so mm-hmm. I think for a nigga to, to know that already, okay, you know you got to be on your shit. I'm not mm-hmm. impressed. I mean, I like money. Don't get me wrong. You give me a couple of stacks. You know, cool things, mm-hmm. but that's not a necessity mm-hmm. because I work hard as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm not gonna ask you to take me nowhere or give me something that I can't give you. So that said, like, he knows that I'm not impressed with that shit. So he's like, you know, I, I could I could afford to take you to Smith and Walensky or whatever, but I prefer to cook you cook you your own steak. Mm-hmm. In the comfort of, of my own home. That way we could both be relaxed. Da, da, da. Not game recognized game, because at the end of the day, the obvious goal is to fuck. But mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, you know, that's how you do it. You know, mm-hmm. you can't I, I really feel like I can't see your your personality at at Ruth's. I, I feel, feel like. You I know, feel. so I'm again let me give y'all with me some game, right? This okay. game one on one. Let me get my notepad. Ladies, listen to me clearly. As I pronunciate what I'm about to say, make sure you listen very carefully. If a nigga care about you enough, he gonna make mm-hmm. sure you straight regardless. You ought to ask him for shit. When a nigga really care about you, it won't come out his mouth. He gonna show you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He gonna, if you fucked up, he gonna be there. You ain't mm-hmm. got to ask a nigga for nothing. Or not. If a nigga know you top notch, 100 friend, girlfriend, wife, whatever. If a nigga know that you are that motherfucker, bro, he ain't gonna let you suffer. A nigga mm-hmm. gonna come get you. A nigga gonna come see. You ain't got to say shit. You ain't got to ask a nigga for nothing. You, ain't got to, you fucked up. That nigga gonna willingly come do that shit for you. So stop right, asking niggas for shit. Stop letting niggas talk you out of, man. Sit back. Relax. I say this at every to everybody, Freaky V, no, I say this all the time. In every situation, relationships or friendships, it's gonna be a situation that's gonna show you what motherfuckers true intentions. Right. You ain't got to do shit. Just like with you with the dude that would he knew that you had uh well it is arachnophobia. Mm-hmm. Which with and that shit was in the car mm-hmm. and he didn't come to get you. Mm-hmm. That showed you all you need to know about the nigga. If a nigga really care about you, I'm on my way. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, ladies, y'all ain't got to ask a nigga for nothing. If a nigga see you fucked up and you worth it, mm-hmm. he gonna fix it. Now, if you ain't worth it, then he gonna let you be. Mm-hmm. Then you know you stand with that nigga. Mm-hmm. But, ladies, y'all got to stop listening to what come out these niggas' mouth because nigga tell you anything to get what he want. You know what right. I'm saying? So, I shouldn't be telling y'all women this shit. I shouldn't be charging this shit in my new book. 1995, <laughs> goddamn. But, you know... It's just, right. you know, don't ask a nigga for shit, man. If a nigga fuck with you like that, he going to come get you. He'll show you. He, he going to show you that he got your back. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to say shit. Mm-hmm. In my personal I believe that shit. 
I believe that's it. That's it. I mean, I mean, I'm a man. I'm gonna take like if it's a girl that I know. Like if you call and say, "Hey, bro, I need this for the whatever." All right, I got you. No problem. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what a nigga that care about a motherfucker do. A bitch that I don't care about, I'm be like, okay, you telling me cuz? Right, sorry to hear that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because my line always this, uh, what would I look like stepping in the way of God? You know, this is your testimony. You know what I'm saying? What would I look like interfering in God's work? You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> <I can't, laughs> you know what I mean? I can't help you. So, mm-hmm. but a girl that I care about, you know, okay, I got that. Okay, you need what? I I send it to you. I'm a Zulu it to you right now. Or your tie flat. Call the people and I cash app you the money you give it to. Uh, well, whatever the situation may be, or if I got to come pick you up from somewhere or whatever. So wait, do do you care about me? Why you got to think on, about the answer? I got because because it depends on what you asking me about. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what you asking me about. Goddamn it. I just want, do you care about me as your friend? Yeah, man, you already, bro, I just got them all that money to the box. It ain't trying oh, here. Jesus mean. Christ. That means I care. Well, gave you the church hug and walked away. You huh? walked away. I feel like a real sucker. <laughs> <laughs> but see, but, but, but to be on some real shit, like, when a nigga really care about you like that, dog, you, you don't even much care about being a sucker or none of that shit to for a motherfucker that you care about. You be like, man, oh, well. You know, right, that's her. Right. Like, see that person. Like, you don't give a fuck. You only feel like a sucker when you feel like somebody taking advantage of you. If it's a motherfucker you love, bro, you could even tell somebody some shit and be like, hey, bro, like, I did some real sucker shit, bro. And whatever mm-hmm. that situation may be, but then in your mind, you're like, shit, that's my girl. I feel like, be honest with you, bro, you should be a sucker for your girl, bro. That's the only motherfucker you should be a sucker for. You should fuck everybody else. That motherfucker that you know got your back, or he got your back, or you got his back. Be a sucker for him, bro. You going it's, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You know, it's gonna so, be some shit that you gonna not want to do, and you gonna do it just because she want it done, or vice versa. It's gonna be some shit that he want done. You be like, man. Even like when it come down to that plate shit. If if a nigga showed you that he got your back, totally one hundred. And he was like, damn, babe, I'm tired, man. I go down there and get my plate. I'm going to get my plate in a minute. He was like, nah, babe, I go down there and get it for you. Mm-hmm. That's just what that shit is, bro. That's the only time he get his plate, though. Uh, it is what it is. I mean, but, you know, like we was talking about, I, I want to make sure I talk about this, bro. I, I want to talk about the, um, and mostly in the black community, uh, black men, not being able to um, share their emotions or their emotions being considered weakness. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I was talking about earlier in the podcast, man, I was in a barbershop and, you know, like I said, it's two Latinos in the, you know, and, um, you know, like when you come in, bro, like, you know, how you try and get a nigga dap and shit like that. They got their masks on and shit like that. But nigga, they grab your arm, pull you next to them. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Give a nigga a hug. And, you know, one of them I'm real cool with. And the nigga even kiss me on my cheek. The nigga say, hey, bro, I love you, bro. Yeah. And at first I was like, I was kind of taken aback. I'm like, what the fuck? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because as black men, we're taught that, you know, yep. that's gay. Yeah, you don't do shit like that. Like, that's some gay shit. But, you know, just sitting back and listening to how their culture is and, you know, 
it's a term of endearment for them, bro. And I just feel like, you know, that's one of the things as a black man that I'm trying to break the cycle with my kids. You know, like I got two boys. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I give my sons kisses and shit like that and hugs. Hey, bro, I love you, bro. Like, don't tell me bye. That's something that them niggas is not allowed to tell me. Nigga, I'll see you later. It's never bye. No, 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 no. They have to tell me, I'll see you later. Or, you know, we got our own little daddy, father, uh, uh, father, son handshake that we do every morning when they walk out the door. You know what I'm saying? And I tell them I love them, bro, because I don't want them to grow up feeling like emotions is something that they need to hide or suppress or feel like they're less of a man if they do have emotions and i because as long as you're breathing and you're walking on this earth dog you're gonna have emotions bro that's just what it is if a woman broke your heart that shit hurt you know what yeah. i mean you know that? like that shit don't bother you nigga it bothers you and i think that catapults into so many different other levels of why black people don't go see th- therapists and go f- figure out these problems because i feel like childhood traumas become adult problems if you deal with these shits as a kid or go see somebody as a kid you will probably have a better a a, a concept on life and you won't have a lot of trauma that comes from you know not dealing with the shit that you didn't deal with as a kid and like i said on this podcast before and i'm gonna be totally transparent and i know millions of people listen to this podcast so it is what it is. And this is me coming out of my, my shell, right? Um, for me, right, I had to be in, like, first or second grade. And I shared this story with you before. I had to be in first or second grade, bro. And, you know, and that's the time when you start to, you know, learn how to read and shit like that. And I wasn't catching on to the reading as quickly as all the rest of the other kids. Mm-hmm. You know, so the teacher was like, you know, I guess he thought she was helping me by putting me in front of the class. And forcing you to do it. Forcing me to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, got up there. Hands got sweaty. Palms got sweaty. Nervous. I started reading. And I got in my own head. Started bumbling up words. Motherfuckers started laughing. Long story short, that shit gave me stage fright. Right? To this day, I don't like speaking in front of people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Secondly, it helped. It hurt me with my confidence. As far as if you ever know that you say it all the time, bro, why you don't ever look at me when I, you know, when, you know, when you talking, you think it's me not thinking that I'm handsome or nothing. That's not what it is. It's just I don't like people staring at me like that. Now, maybe when I if I was when I was a kid, if I had a therapist to go talk to to help me through that, I wouldn't be going through that problem now. Maybe I could. Bro, you could be a comedian. bro. I done heard that my whole life. Bro, you could be a comedian, bro. Your sense of humor, the way you view world, bro, you could go. I'm telling you, you could be big. But that childhood trauma right there fucked me up as an adult. That's why I don't have a problem doing a podcast because people don't have to see me. You can just hear me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when we get to a point where we start doing shows and shit, then that's going to be a whole nother. Tell you Hollywood now. That's going to be a whole nother animal for us to, you know what I'm saying? But, but, but see, okay, so the thing is. you've already conquered 50%, if not more, of it because you do recognize that it's a problem. Yes. Right? Okay, so when you recognize that you have a problem, then you could begin to heal and move forward. You Mm -hmm. understand? So uh, it's easy to go to a therapist and say, I got a fear of talking in front of people. Mm -hmm. 
we know exactly what the fuck to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just come in and say, hey, I don't know, but when I stand up in front of people, that's some scary shit. Or when yes, it say, is. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I get nervous and my heart start to flutter and shit. I don't yeah, know We got to go from now to when did this problem start? But you can already pinpoint that shit so we can mm-hmm. move mm-hmm. I'm just you saying, know. man, that shit fucked me up, bro. Like, and you know, even when I talk to girls now, I see myself doing it. Like, you know, and I was down there talking, you know, talking to a motherfucker and she was like, bro, like, why you can't look me in my face? And I'm like, talk. I'm like, man, I don't know why. I, I'm, well, I knew why, but you know, she was like, you know, oh, you're a handsome person, you know, well, da, 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 da. it has nothing to do with my physical features. You know what I mean? By far, I know that I'm not an ugly guy, but for me, man, it was just a trauma that, you know, I, I went through and as a kid that if I probably had the proper uh, uh, tools to deal with, then, you know, I probably would pursue a, for, uh, you know, uh, um, pursue a uh, career in stand up or some shit like that. I, it's just something that I haven't gotten over. And even with the, like the emotional part, we was talking about with like the barbers and shit like that, bro. Like emotionally, you know, growing up as a kid, we always taught that, hey, hey, man, stop acting like a girl or stop acting like a bitch. Or, you know, if you do shit like that, that's a female's trait. Like men don't do shit like that. Men, you know, men don't cry. And, and you know, we've just been cycles and generations and generations of we having to be these tough motherfuckers all the time bro and nothing don't bother me like fuck that bitch no nigga like it's it's all right to express yourself and say how you feel about something bro it's mm-hmm. a part of being human bro like okay your daddy could be you come from your daddy and your mom you know mm-hmm. your mom is an women are emotional creatures so what make you think they a part of her not in you right. you know what I'm saying and men mm-hmm. We need to break that cycle with daughters and with sons. You know what I'm saying? Let your make your son feel like or tell your son, hey, bro, come talk to me about shit that's going on in your head or shit. That's, if I can't help you, let me get you into a place that uh, or with somebody that can help you. You know what I mean? Because even with like black women, you know, a lot of black women grow up in single parent households with mothers who for whatever the reason may have been, don't get along with the father. Mm-hmm. And your mother's negative perception of men has somehow tainted you as a woman to mm-hmm. now you're trying to get into a relationship with a man who didn't have a father or he may have had his father and his mother. Mm-hmm. And now he's trying to get with you and you got this baggage from when you was a kid and the shit that you saw your mama go through so you think all men ain't shit. So now I have to deal with all that shit that you ain't dealt with. You know what I mean? So how can we have a healthy relationship if you, one, don't understand that the way you grew up was fucked up? I didn't grow up that way. I grew up with my mama bringing my father his plate. You maybe grew up with, man, fuck a nigga. Don't trust a man for nothing. Do shit on your own. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just a cycle of a lot of bullshit, bro. And are you strong enough to fight through it Mm -hmm. and willing to um, you know, try to make the relationship work because what I've come to realize, bro, you may have a problem with your girl, you dump her and then get with another motherfucker. They got nine times more problems than the one that your girl had. 
or vice versa. You get with a nigga who may not know how to communicate, but then you get with a nigga who don't know how to communicate, ain't got a job, and like to beat your ass. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's all about how you and your significant other, y'all have to have a come to meet, a, a come to Jesus moment, bro, and y'all really, because relationships, bro, is work. Uh -huh. That shit is work, bro. And I understand you by you always saying, well, if I ain't, I just ain't got the mental space or I ain't got the capacity to even much want to work in a relationship, but you're going to have to, bro. Even with your kids, you may do shit to your kids that you may not even know that you're doing to them. Uh -huh. And you don't find this shit out until they become adults. Right. This, this shit traumatically affected them, bro. So communication, and you know, like I told them in the barbershop, when you ask people what are the, the most, uh, you know, what are the elements of a strong foundation? People always say these three things. Communication, sex, trust. It's always those three things. Mm -hmm. But it's a multiple multitude of many different things that need to be in a relationship. One, you got to compromise. Two, you got to better look from another motherfucker's perspective. Three, you got to understand that you're not always right. Four, you got to be willing to understand. You got to listen to understand. Like, it's so much shit that goes into a relationship that men and women are not taught. And then both of us coming in. I look at it this way. What if a man's coming from a toxic relationship, a toxic household where he saw his daddy beating up on his mama and shit like that. And then he get with a bitch who grew up watching her daddy, uh, her mama have multitude of niggas running in and out of the house. Everybody's your goddamn uncle. And now y'all two motherfuckers finna get together and have a happy prosperous marriage or relationship without no counseling no correct oh, y'all fucked up no this mm -hmm. shit ain't gonna work mm -hmm. <laughs> no that no that shit ain't gonna work but you know what i i have i have to uh i got to give a shout out to um taraji okay why because taraji called it off with her fiance mm -hmm. i'm not really familiar with him but i want to say he was a pro ball player. Mm -hmm. I want to say that he was, you know, that type of success. Um, but she called it off with him because he didn't agree to do premarital counseling. Okay. And I thought that was a big step because she she saw something enough in him to say, I, I can love you and we could work through this. Mm -hmm. You you have to know going in that you can't change something about somebody or help something with somebody that they aren't willing to acknowledge knowledge that they yes. have a problem with. Yes. So you can go to counseling all day and say, hey, you know, we need to work on this or whatever. But if that person doesn't hear you, mm -hmm. um, then what you're going to do? Because marriage don't change shit. If you mm -hmm. If you went in with a jackass, you just now are married to a jackass. jackass. That's all it is. That's the only thing that changed, you know. Um, and, and I have to applaud her for being able to walk away. Some people say, well, damn, I've invested all of my time, my energy. I've divulged some of my, you know, uh, deepest, darkest secrets, mm -hmm. you know, this person or whatever. You know, I, and might just be willing to sweep that shit under the rug and be like, all right, we could work through that or whatever. And she like, nah, fuck that. That's the worst shit. Away. That's the worst shit you can do, bro. And I can speak on that from a personal standpoint. The worst shit you can do in a relationship is sweep shit up under the rug. Mm -hmm. Because once you start sweeping shit up under the rug, bro, the dirt under that rug starts coming. 
compounding and compounding and compounding. And then when y'all do have that, that argument, shit has been bothering her. Because shit's been bothering that person from June. Bitch, we in December now. Mm -hmm. You talking about some shit that happened in June? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, that's the worst thing you can do in a relationship is not tackle tough situations. Like you, you're gonna have tough fucking conversations with your significant other. That's just a part of it, bro. Men's ego is on an all-time high when it comes down to sex. But I'm telling you this: if you don't conversate and have an open line of trust and understanding that I'm not coming from malice, I'm coming from how I feel. Because men in that sex, bro, men with ego are times a thousand when it comes down to sex, bro. Because every man wants to be king dingling in their relationship. And if you think you king dingling, but you not, you as his woman got to be able to sit down and be like, hey, babe, uh, and try to diffuse that shit the best way you can, bro. Because... If you're sexually frustrated in a relationship, because I was talking to my friend, right? And this is facts. This real nigga shit. This real nigga spill. Any woman that sit and say they not into sex, only for two reasons. One, you ain't getting no sex. Or two, whoever you're getting sex from ain't fucking you right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, That's, ain't no other... It's a small margin of other options that you might be having some, you know, vaginal issues and shit like mm-hmm. that. They got over-the-counter medication. They help. But I ain't even talking about that. I'm just talking about the one I'm talking about. Well, I, I, don't even, I don't even need sex and shit like that. No, no, no. Listen, we always <laughs> like to take movies and prove points, right? You mm-hmm. remember the movie Deliver Us From Evil with, um, with, with Gabrielle Union? Oh, Cool J. Mm-hmm. How was her attitude throughout the whole movie? Shitty. And to LL did what? She put that thing on her. And she came what in that barbershop? Skipping like a motherfucker. <laughs> right. She was in that motherfucker skipping by Lou in that motherfucker. Boy, people like, damn, is that evil? Right. That bitch was happy spinning around in a circle. Like you say, some movies have subliminal messages. You just got to see them. Mm-hmm. All y'all women that been here talking that shit about you don't need no dick. Or a nigga sitting there talking about he don't need no, no pussy. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Right. You just ain't fucking the right person. Or you ain't fucking at all. You ain't fucking you right. Correct. Yeah, 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 man. So, you know, I just feel like again, man, relationships, <laughs> black men, it's I mean, we got so much shit to unlearn, bro. We got and black women. It's so much shit. Okay, another movie reference. Mm-hmm. It's a Tyler Perry movie, bro. Um, I forgot the name. I was just watching that shit. Jumping the Broom or some shit like that? Ain't so many. God damn. There's so much reference, but... I think it's Jumping the Broom. I think that's what it is. It got Lance... Lance Gross or Lance... Whatever. Latino actor. And it got Paula Patton in it. And... uh, 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 Damn, what's that lady name, man? She playing all the movies. The one with Angela Bassett? Yeah. The one where the mama didn't want to let the son go. Yeah, and she didn't want to let the son go. Remember how yeah. she was beefing with the, the the 
to the son. Was that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. he had to tell her in the movie, he like, Mama, I'm not your man. I'm your son. Oh, I know you're talking about. Lorenz Taylor. I mean, no, 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 no. Not Lorenz Taylor. Lorenzo oh. something. I forgot his last name, but he's a spent. But he's a. in the broom. Is, is, is that jumping the broom? Yeah. Yeah. But 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 you remember that scene? Yeah, remember I do. That, well, when I, he was telling her mama, I'm not your man. Mama, yeah. I'm your son. Mm-hmm. Like, this my wife. Like, what like she was trying to fuck the whole wedding up and all time. Yeah. Again, black women. Don't just because that kid, that boy's daddy tr- treated you wrong, don't make that boy your man. Don't let that boy grow up. Love him, care, care for him. Treat him as a man or treat him as a man as he gets up to a certain age where, you know, he going to need. I'm going to tell you this again, women. You can raise a man to a certain age mm-hmm. and then he going to need a, another man in his life. Matter, matter, no matter where it comes from, if it comes from, he going to go find it. You hope he find it in an uncle that's doing right and he don't go find it from the streets because that's where a lot of this shit gets crazy. You can only raise me for so long. It's certain things that a man got to teach another man, vice versa. It's certain things that I could teach my daughter, but it's certain things that her mama can teach her that I could never teach her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, that movie was so critical because I see I see that happen with a lot of women. They get their feelings hurt by a man. They have a child by this man. They have a son. They attach to their son. In a on a level where they should not be attaching to the they they treat their six year old son like they boyfriend. They right. dress him grown. This all I need is me and him. And right. but what you don't realize is eventually this little motherfucker gonna grow up and want to get his dick wet. Mm-hmm. And when he get his dick wet, that girl gonna replace you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you've used eight. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve years of your life invested in this nigga. So now he's grown and wants to reach. Not even much the Tyler Perry movie, like you know the Boys, or Think Like a Man. That was Terrence J. Remember, Regina Hall was having a problem with Terrence J. because he was a mama's boy. She right. did not want to let this nigga go. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, women, I understand you get hurt, and men as well. But I don't see men doing it like like that with their daughters. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of women do that with their with, with their uh, sons. Like at some point, you got to let go. Mm-hmm. You have to let go. You know what I'm saying? You got to let this dude grow up. You got to let him become a man. And when he gets that woman in his in his life, you got to step aside. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? I don't think. Uh, I'm trying to think. I probably I probably was in, in one relationship with a mama's boy. I didn't realize it at the time until That's the name of the podcast, Mama's Boy. Yeah. I didn't realize it at the time until uh well it's it was it's my oldest daughter's father. He was a mama's boy? It was a mama's boy. Um and uh I didn't realize it at the time, but if I did something that was good, she mm-hmm. was happy. The moment he complained, uh, she'd be she'll call me. Mm-hmm. On phone. Uh, she'd even call my mama mm-hmm. and shit like that or whatever. Like you know, 
who do I, basically like how the fuck you raise somebody like that or whatever that type of bullshit. Really? That's that's when shit started going downhill. Really, when my mama started getting phone calls and my mom was like, you know, uh, so and so called me, and I was like, oh yeah, what y'all talked about? Because I'm thinking, what y'all what get on up and up. Yeah, y'all get yeah. this Thanksgiving menu together or whatever, you know. No, nah, she's talking about how trifling your ass is. Yeah, she was, <laughs> she was like, nah, she said you went over there and you was talking shit in her yard to her son or whatever. And I was like, yeah, but fuck her son. Her son did this, that, and the third or whatever. And instead of her looking at that shit, you know, and okay, trying to me- she was like, but that's your fault. Like, you knew who that nigga was. You know what I'm saying? That's that type of shit. So, okay, I, so, so let me ask you, since you was in this situation, how do you deal with mama's boys? Because I've never been a mama's boy. And uh, and I was my mama's baby. I ain't with him. <laughs> That's a clear, a clear cut answer. <laughs> I, have, I don't have to resolve shit. Like, I mean... You know, I could get I could get the the turmoil that was happening, say like in the movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know um, that you got to try to choose between your mom not hurting your mom's feelings and I mean, but that's some selfish shit though. Whatever. I mean, but that's some selfish but, shit though. Okay, a, mom, so like, mm-hmm. a, a mom should never make a man have to choose between his girl and her because mom is always going to be in this this place of euphoria where most men feel like nigga, you could talk about a nigga daddy all day, but if you talk about a nigga mama, a nigga punch you in your shit. Uh-huh. So for me, and luckily my mom wasn't that way, but I know people who moms put them in that situation where pretty much they wanted them to choose between their significant other and them. And I'm like, okay, you had this nigga, this nigga's 20, this nigga, at the time, this nigga was 27, 28 years old. Mm-hmm. And 28 years, you couldn't find one nigga of your own? Like, after his daddy did you wrong, you just decided to fuck all niggas forever? And not, like, nothing? Like, you, at some point, you got to know that these men are going to grow up. And they're going to go off and want to do their own thing. You know what I'm saying? And you've, you've been so bitter for so long. The thing is, so niggas don't niggas don't actually move out at eighteen. So you start, you move from childhood to raising an an adult in your house. Mm-hmm. So now you do have a nigga that depends on you for everything. So you buy that nigga that PS five. You buy that nigga the the uh, all his clothes, his jewelry. You fix him something to eat. Uh, you know all that. You type treat of him stuff. like your man. Exactly. So then, you know, when you get somebody like me, that's like, uh, nigga, can you bring me some motherfucking water? He gonna be looking like, bitch, <laughs> you bring me some motherfucking water. You understand? So when it's somebody that doesn't meet that fucking standard or, you know, offers a different narrative, so to say, mm-hmm. then it's a problem. If he even if he likes you a little bit or whatever, and then he begins to show some common interest. Then the mom is going to be like, OK. Like, if she take him, because I'm telling you what the issue is. The mama is like, well, if she take him away from me, then what the fuck am I going to do? Because the mamas didn't have any balance. That's my you point. Right. That's what. That's the point I was trying to make. You, you didn't date. You didn't do shit. You worked and you came home to your son or whatever. So you really didn't develop any of your time. Even if you weren't looking to 
be in a relationship or whatever, you never dated, you never had an entanglement, you never mm-hmm. had any girl time, you know, like mm-hmm. with your friends or whatever. You mm-hmm. never did that shit. So now you like, okay, I've had this nigga in my house for 20 plus years or whatever. Now he didn't find this damn little girl. He, they fucking and whatever. Like now he want to spend more time over there. Mm-hmm. You know, so now you really realizing that you've lost yourself in uh, mm-hmm. being a parent, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of having some type of balance. And a lot of parents fall into that trap. A lot of people fall into that trap. So not just parents, but we'll tie it into you being a parent, even when men get in relationship with women, you lose yourself, let yourself go, and vice mm-hmm. versa. Mm-hmm. You know, so then all of a sudden, when shit goes awry, you're looking like, okay, well, what the fuck? Where are my friends at? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because you've just been totally into that particular one person instead of having some type of balance. You know, do, do, do you think that balance sometimes is affected by uh, hurt, meaning that? You know, once you get hurt again, you don't want to go down that street again. So you uh, put all your effort into your child because you don't want to go through that hurt that said parent may have put you through. You know what I'm saying? Like some people get hurt to the point they're like, man, I just don't want to go through that shit no more. All these niggas ain't shit. Blah, blah, blah. And then you put all your energy into your son. And then again, like you said, you don't balance it out. But see, that the first part, the A clause of what you said is me. I be like fuck them niggas. I but I do have balance. You understand? Yeah. So I mean, but you don't have I mean, but you have two daughters. It's different if you had one son. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you you have daughters, so it's kind of different. Mm-hmm. It's different when you have one child and that child is a son. And you cause you know how it is. It's, like mama's boy, daddy's little girl. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's definitely a different scenario for you because you know you you have two girls. So mm-hmm. this conversation is predicated off more of the relationship. How far does a mother take their love for their son as mm-hmm. in a why they're in why why they're adults, bro? Because like you said, I agree, it's a balancing act. You know what I mean? You have to know how to balance that shit out, bro, because you can Get to a point where you're so invested in your son's life where, you know, he may be. And sometimes some sons push away from that shit. You know, mm-hmm. some some sons will alienate themselves from their mama because, one, they don't know how to tell their mama no. They can't tell their mama no. You know, because a lot of women are tell their, and tell their son, well, when you didn't have this, who was doing this? And, you know, play that guilt trip on their child. You I'm know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, doesn't, you know, and then that caused conflict with the wife or the girlfriend because she's feeling like anytime something goes wrong, you're going to, you know, side with your mama and, you know, and it's just. So say for instance, when you're having when you're having difficulties in your relationship, mm-hmm. who do you turn to? Do you turn to another couple for advice? Do you I'm, I'm, no. seek a therapist or do you talk to your parents or parent? Well, my mom passed. And if she was here, I probably would talk to her. See, but my thing with my mom is this. And my mama learned this through trial and error because my older brother, he would have problems in his relationship and come talk to my mama. And then when my mama gave him advice, 
he'll go back and say, well, my mama said this and da 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 So a lesson learned with my mama was by the time I started dating, she was like, hey, bro, that's your business. Do what you want. I'm going to give you your advice. I'm not telling you what to do, but this is what how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. He negatively uh, kind of taunted my mama from he much like she stayed out of our personal business. Like, if you want to go over there and talk to her, she, she'll listen, you know, but like giving advice and shit like that, my mama was very anti-social, I mean, anti-advice advice giving when it came down to that because of my older brother. So, mm-hmm. you know, she was, she felt like if she said something to you about your relationship, because my mama felt like your life is your life. After I got to a certain age, my mama threw a party and said, nigga, I'm done. Nigga, she started going to 401k, pulling out money, going on trips and I did what I had to do. Now it's you. You do you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Luckily, I, I didn't have that problem with my mom. My mom let yeah, me be who I was gonna be. My my parents um passed away too, um and they made it known very early, you know that I'm not I'm not getting into the middle yep. of that shit, right? Mm-hmm. My, my mom was like. Do you? My dad was more, I I think the only thing that he said is, I'm not involved unless you call me crying, talking about that nigga hit you or something. Then that nigga got to come see me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But other than that, he was like, hey, y'all can work this out or whatever, you know, because his thing was, I'm always going to side with, I'm always going to side with my my daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, or or whatever. You know, Mm -hmm. and I think that's really, unless you're just really on some dumb shit, your parents are going to 